0: Yeah, my challenge to you is not to keep that same line though; make it different every week. So you, if, you want it to be different. You got. To, it's your challenge to say just something slightly different to what you normally say. It's not. Just say like. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Why do you put me under pressure? Um... Just, I, don't, so I like saying well, well, well. So. You can use that if you want, that's like my go-to I think we should just start the
1: episode like here Us talking <laughs> about how, how we don't know how to start the episode yeah. um, Welcome to Good Morning Suffolk, um, the weekly podcast from Suffolk News I'm Sam Harrison
0: And I am Cameron Reed.
1: Yes, Cameron, was that intro okay with you, Cameron? Or do you think, you intro, know, we need to mix mm-hmm. it up
0: it, it, there's, room for, there's room for improvement always, but yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, well we are um, you know thanks everyone for clicking on today's episode and listening we are doing this over over Google meets so mm. um, you know it's bringing me it's bringing me kind of lockdown vibes this Cameron you know yeah, like no it, it's, it's, this is how you know people used to communicate for like two years straight it was all over you know the virtual video calls so you know apologies for any latency issues or if we start talking over each other i'm sure we do that in person anyway so it's all good but um yeah so last week we asked you what was the best christmas present you ever got Mm. and we had one response and it was from (laughs) erin do you want to read it cameron
0: I can indeed. So (laughs) it's a little bit strange actually, but uh, she said the big wooden doll house that she still has in the loft. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it can't really be that special. I mean, actually, it must be special, but kept, you know, she's kept it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's not like on the side or anything. It is in the loft. So it's not, you know, the most um, (laughs) precious Christmas present she ever got. But that being said, you know she has had this for a long time so um maybe we'll have to break it out at the weekend maybe we'll have to bring it now (laughs) see what condition it's in
0: i'll be impressed
1: (laughs) but um so but last week we kind of spoke about this um best present i ever got yeah was oh god i don't know how old i was i was definitely like under 10. i remember this and yeah it's like this is this is the golden present story people want so. to know sam <laughs> do you want to know camera
0: uh, I'm, I'm yeah yeah you've piqued my curiosity
1: to be fair <laughs> so it, it it was christmas morning we all woke up me and my two brothers mum and dad opening all our presents all mm-hmm. good and we have at this point in time we have a playstation 2
0: Oh but, yeah,
1: yeah. But we don't have. Um, I think that's the only like console we had. Do you know what I mm. mean? Was the PS2. Maybe there was like I might have had the Nintendo um, GameCube or like we had Game Boys and stuff. But oh, yeah. Yeah. PS2 was like the main one. Mm. And uh, you know, Ben and Jim would have got different PS2 games. And then we opened up, you know, a game shaped present. And it was, um, they were Xbox games, and they were from my granddad, who um, lives in Newcastle, or did live in Newcastle, and, um, you know, our our reaction to these Xbox games were like, oh, well, we haven't got an Xbox with this, you know, this isn't great, we're gonna have to, you know, my mum and dad start saying, oh, yeah, we'll have to, you know, send them back, oh, silly granddad, he's, you know, he obviously thought you had an Xbox, right? (laughs) So, the rest of the day goes on, and uh, we have Christmas dinner, it's all yeah, good, yeah. and then um, at the end of the day, we um, go back into, well, well, you know, kind of mid-afternoon, yeah. come back into the lounge, and there's a golden present <coughs> under the table. What could it be? It was an Xbox, oh. so, so Grandad was right, he got us the Xbox games, he knew what was up, and... Um, it was just the best. It was just the best time.
0: Wow. Well, um, yeah. Quite manipulative, I think, actually. From my side. that? Well, <laughs> a, 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 manipulative. It was a surprise. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll rate that actually. I'll rate that. Yeah. Mm. No, it,
1: yeah. So anyone listening, if you've got any other similar Christmas stories, please let us know. Send mm. an email to gms at ILift yeah. Um, but let's, you know, enough about Christmas. It's not Christmas yet. Not let yet. Let's get into some of the top stories this week. Um, and we're starting with this one in um, Bury St. Edmunds, where, mm. you know, um, residents are coming together to um, put together this community speed watch group um, mm. supported by Suffolk police to crack down on speeding motorists. So, Cameron, do you want to, you, wanna, you know, tell us a bit more about it?
0: Yeah well speeding is a big issue I think at the minute and residents of a Barry St Edmunds neighbourhood have set up a community speed watch group just to try and make accident prone roads safer and um, several Nelton Road residents decided to start the group in October, so not too long ago, um, just to kind of monitor motorist speeds on the roads and this is close to South Leeds School and the Victory Ground. Um, The residents are calling for Suffolk County Council to put in place speed reduction strategies. For example, a permanent speed camera at the junction where Mayfield Road meets Nelton Road.
1: Yeah, that's right, that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this has been a really popular story because I think a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of readers are agreeing that it is is an issue, like, um, and it it needs needs addressing. Um, The group coordinator, Ian Wallace, Said, mm. we've only just started, but the view on, of the current people who've set this up is that we're going to keep going until we get a speed camera. Mm. We're not going to take no for an, ac- for an answer, and we'll keep releasing data. And, um, you know, there, so he goes on to say there's been 64 speeding cars in eight one-hour sessions on a 30-mile-per-hour road, where they're all doing over 36. So it's not great. And, you know, he, he goes on to say that's quite a big thing. For all all the residents, it's only a matter of time before someone gets killed. It's mm. an accident waiting to happen. So, cool. so yeah, not 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 great. Um, you know, I really hope they do they do kind of get this sorted. Yeah,
0: well, I hope so. But when I went to a a police meeting a, a month or two ago, speeding I think did dominate. It did dominate the meeting. I must say.
1: Yeah. No, no, definitely. It it is a it is a big thing. And this yeah, this road in particular um is causing concern because, you know, according to the group, there's been three accidents since um January 2021. So yeah, the sooner, you know, the sooner they get this sorted, the better, I think, for everyone. But yeah. um but yeah, let's um let's move on to our next one. It's mm. also a very st Edmunds story. This is about the Green King workers who um who have been you know striking this week um you know over this pay yeah. and different things so workers at a major brewing company in berry so green king um you know are taking strike action and you know the union representatives said a proposed pay increase did not go far enough so green king you know all the different members of who work there the drivers bottle yeah. operatives drayman and you know all of them are out there, they're, you know, got their picket lines in town, and mm. um, as well as sites, so not only in Bury, but as well as sites so in Eastwood in Nottinghamshire and Aberdome in Oxfordshire. So representatives of the union, um, which is Unite, uh, mm. have warned that this week's strike um, and a further strike planned for December 19th. Will undoubtedly cause shortages in the run-up to Christmas. I actually walk past on my way to work every morning. I walk past the strikers. Oh, and they have, they have right. a sign that says "Honk for support," and so many people drive past and honk their horns. And um, yeah, yeah, this you know this is quite a serious thing. It could definitely cause
0: you know drinking shortages. So I um, mm. have to see what happens. Yeah, I'm about to think so. And um, also early in the year. I don't know if you know this, Sam, but Unite yeah. submitted a pay claim of 7.85%, which also involved sort of other benefits such as sick pay arrangements and pensions. But this was actually rejected by Green King. And um, the Unite regional officer, Mark Jainer, I think I'm going to pronounce it like that, uh, said it initially won't have too much impact on the consumers because they stock stockpiled products. But mm-hmm. certainly over the next four weeks, with the Christmas period looming, and the second week of strike action there will undoubtedly be shortages so this story will keep developing by the looks of itself
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely and the union you know they're now saying that the ne- negotiations are going to be you know for 10 percent plus yeah. um, you, you know, um a spokesperson for green king has um come out and said that you know they are quite disappointed that the union encouraged its members to reject the offer and they've re- they've met regularly with members of Unite over the past few months and explained how you know to try and be fair and stuff. But um, but yeah, there I think this is going to be one of those like you said, developing story that um, you know, on. yeah, yeah. And you know, anyone listening, if you want to know a bit more about it, just search for Green King Strikes on our Suffolk News website and um. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll um, keep you up to date with everything. But, mm-hmm. but Cameron, it's time in the show where we're going to hear your little story you've been working on. And uh-huh. I don't know much about this at all. So you've got to fill me in.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in, Sam. And it's, it's an interesting one for me because this, this book that has now been released by a man called Danny Pearson centres around Mildenal, which is where I live. So Danny Pearson has actually previously released a book called Victorian workhouse, The Life of the Paupers, which is based in Mildenor, Suffolk. And that book did really well. It was actually endorsed by uh, Matt Hancock as well. Oh, wow. And it sold over a thousand copies. And now Danny Pearson is releasing this new book, basically that centers on Mildenhall Marketplace. And it's called A Marketplace Through Time. And it basically showcases a feast of historic buildings, shops, the residents in the market square. And it, it's actually, it looks good. From what he's told me about it, and also the pictures he sent through, um, there's a lot to this, Sam. There's a lot to this. Sam. Yeah. So, so you haven't read any of the book yet, or
1: anything? No, no,
0: I've not read no? the book. I have not read oh, the book. Okay. Well, but that's... I advise yeah. people who live in Milnor and people who are generally like history to give it a read. If you search it on Amazon, you need to type in Mr. Danny Pearson and not Danny Pearson, because if you type in Danny Pearson, it comes up with an American author. So, Mr. Danny Pearson on Amazon.
1: Okay, okay. Oh, it yeah. sounds really cool. Well, well, you know, is this is this kind of what you're looking for, maybe as a Christmas present, Cameron? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I have to admit, I'm not personally... I did do History Air Level, but I'm not a, a history fanatic or anything. But this but, is your town. This is your town. I know, I know. But a lot of credit does have to go to Danny, because he's, over the last few years, he's been waking up at 5 a.m. weekends and he's got three kids as well so he's put a lot of effort and a lot of research into doing this and a lot of credit should go towards him for that yeah
1: absolutely absolutely so 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 it's available
0: now is it is it out is it it is indeed on amazon um and i think i did want to mention this actually um he was so that's what's the word just happy about the response he got to his previous book. That I did, There is a quote I do want to say that he he told me, and he said, um, I had a parent messaging me saying, My son's only ever been interested in the PS4 and Ronaldo, but now you're his hero and he wants your book for Christmas. So <laughs> there you go, inspiring a new generation as well. Wow. Yeah. That's great to hear. You know, <laughs> that is
1: really good. That's really mm. good. Mm. Um, that is brilliant. Yeah. So anyone interested, yeah, get on Amazon, Mr. Danny Pearson. Check yeah. out the new book. What's it called? Uh,
0: a marketplace through time. Wow, fantastic! There you go. Oh, there you go.
1: Thank you for that, Cameron. Very, very good stuff. No worries. Um, so now we're just gonna head into our last little story of the episode, yeah. and it's about a, you know, a pub in Firstland, the Victoria, um, has reopened after mm. a revamp. So yes, this is a six hundred and fifty thousand pound makeover. Woo! So. Pretty big, you know, investment for this um this revamp. Um, the Victoria on Norton Road Furson will reopen. I think it's already reopened now. And um yeah, the refurbishment has come from Green King. So kind of a link back to the other story. (laughs) But the um the venture is a new concept by the very St. Edmunds-based pub chain, which aims to put the pub back at the heart of the community. So it's, it's quite cool, the new look. Um, at the Victoria, which has been closed for three years, will operate as a Hive pub. Um, and there is now, you know, 28 of these Hive pubs in the country. So it's going to be an expanding thing. I've seen the pictures. They look looks really nice. Yeah, That's really yeah. good. Yeah, I think um, we've got a quote from
0: David Riggs, if you want to get into it. Yes, yeah, so the pub will be run as a franchise by David Riggs and Natasha, who I assume is his wife. And um, he not only grew up in Thurston, but he's also just happy to return to the village. And he said, we cannot wait to welcome people back to the Victoria. As you might imagine, after a 650,000 transformation, the yeah. new pub is simply incredible and needs to be seen to be believed. Be it for a great pub grub, amazing drinks or live sport and music, we have everyone covered. And so it looks like this could be quite something then, Sam. Are you going to pay it a visit? I, I might just do. You I might
1: just, just do. do. Yeah. No, it sounds good. And there's there's also a large a large garden at the park. Yeah. And that's been upgraded with these like beach huts. And um there's covered outdoor seating as well with um, you know, wooden furniture. And um, you know, that means it can be used all year round. Maybe help. not in, in these weather conditions. I know it's been pretty cold. <laughs> but not, um, not. no, but um, but no, good to hear, isn't it? You know, like um especially at this at these times where you you know you do hear a lot of sad pop stories yeah, and stuff yeah. and people struggling but you know mm. it's it's good that first has this and um yeah maybe we'll have to tell our secret drinker to pay them a visit
0: <laughs> maybe maybe,
1: maybe. <laughs> but um right yo we are now at our events bit, so we're gonna bring up some, you know, it's events cool. coming up in the, you know, in Suffolk we think you should check out. Um, the first one is Hula with Abs. So I don't know if you've heard of this, Cameron. Have you ever heard of weighted Hula thing?
0: I haven't, but actually just looking at it seems like a genius idea. I'm not going to lie. It's so cool. So <laughs> I, I did this. I, I did a story with
1: um, uh, Abby, who runs um, Hula with Abs in um, yeah. Stow Upland. And um, it's just so cool. I want to give it a go. It's all about, um, yeah, like, you know, it's exercise meets dance and the whole time you're hula hooping this, um, like, it's not a kid's hula hoop, it's like a weighted thing. Mm. And um, yeah, it just sounds like good fun. And, um, you know, there's going to be two classes, which are, you know, the last two of the year. And they are happening on Monday, the 19th of December. Mm-hmm. There's also one happening tonight. Mm. So, you know, get on down if you can. They both start at 6 30 pm and it's in the Stowe Upland Sick Form um, Center Hall. Um, you know, I, you don't need to bring your own hula hoop or anything. I'm pretty sure Abby supplies them for everyone, but you need to book up if you want to get on down. So head to www.hulawithabs.co.uk forward slash book and you know huh. you can expect some feel good music fun dance challenges and a warm and welcoming atmosphere what more do you want it sounds like it sounds go. great I'm, i might go i might go <laughs>
0: we'll Ooh, <have> <laughs> okay so okay well, as long as yeah. you send pictures of that i'll be, be happy to uh... <laughs> <laughs> and anyway now we'll move on to a rather uh fascinating little event actually that's happening um and the john peel center in stone market and it's got its own whole shebang open mic Night, and it's um it looks like quite something and there are three very distinct rules here there's no fire there is no nudity and there are no animals apart from that yeah, you know you like to keep the word open in open mic quite clear so whatever you do it could be music it could be juggling it could be magic or you know impersonations you know i think it's worth, worth a shot and it's on uh, friday 16th december at 7 30 p.m and if you're someone, you know, that's listening to this and it thinks, you know what, this this is a bit of me, you should email, and I'll read this twice for you, ian, which is spelled E-A-I-N, at johnpeelcentre.co.uk. I'll say that again, ian, E-I, sorry, I-A-I-N, that's at a... johnpeelcentre.co.uk. And just send them what kind of details, um, you know, what you'll be doing. And the title of the email should be spelled Shebang. That's one word, all caps. And I'm sure they'll be able to fit you in somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
1: if you just want to can't go on down, it's free entry as well. So, um, yeah, it's a good little, good little thing going on in the Snow Market. And finally, in Berry, we yeah. want to talk about um, Shuffleboard Game Cafe. Um, I love this place. I've been yeah. a few times and it's so much fun. And I didn't know, they've got just these regular events what? throughout, you know, the week, which, um, you know, if you're interested, especially with Christmas coming up and you've got like a couple of days off, or you're free or whatever, like yeah. might be worth going down. So um, we're just going to go through the different events that they do, starting mm-hmm. with Tuesday D&D. So this is your chance to meet fellow D&D, Dungeons and Dragons enthusiasts enjoy an adventuring party or even test your skills as a dungeon master so that
0: happens every tuesday and then moving on to the shuffle social which is an open table event where you can meet hang out and play ball games with fellow local tabletop gamers there is a seat for you at the table i promise you guys yeah that sounds great and then
1: um these are two alt- alternating thursday events they've got um commander night So, um, come and join other Magic the Gathering
0: players for an evening of Commander format. Mm -hmm. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! Club, which is a little bit uh, off-branch but I like it. It's alternate Thursdays to Commander night. It's time to duel, as they say, and it's uh, an all-day Yu-Gi-Oh! kind of hangout. And it's just a great way also to meet other local duelists and put your decks to the test.
1: I used to love Yu-Gi-Oh back when I was a kid. Oh yeah, loved it. And then finally, similar to um, the Shuffle social, um, there's also the Sunday social. So similar to the Wednesday event, but on a Sunday starting at six PM, it's a great chance to mm-hmm. jump into some big games and yeah. meet some people and you know, it's just it's so nice. And have you been? Have you been, Cameron?
0: I haven't. I have to confess I uh, haven't. You should but go. It's me. It me. You should go. it is it, a really,
1: really nice spot in Barrie. Definitely check it out. But mm. guys, did we miss anything? You know, have you got an event coming up that we can promote in the next episode? Yeah email us send an email to gmspodcast at uk, or just pop us a message on social media we're on pretty much everything just search for good morning suffolk yeah. and that brings us to the end of the episode Karen. almost, yeah.
0: almost. <laughs> oh, oh yeah
1: oh yeah we have got the question now we were talking about this before we started recording
0: briefly Yeah. and
1: this is going to cause some controversy so if you're listening right now you know it doesn't matter if you don't normally message in, but we really want to hear your opinion on this because it's going to be devices. Cameron, please ask the question.
0: What is the best food item on your Christmas dinner plate?'ve potatoes. potatoes It's roast potatoes. <laughs> it's got to be as good as roast potatoes are, and they are very good. It does not quite come up to the standard. The king of the Yorkshire pudding. Oh, Yorkshire puddings are good. They're good. They eclipse roast potatoes. They eclipse them, you know, I'm afraid.
1: No, no, they don't. No, Honestly, they don't. They really do but then, so. but then we're thinking, you know, both roast potatoes and Yorkshire puddings are used all year round. This is a Christmas dinner plate. So we're talking brussels sprouts maybe we're talking eggs in blankets we're talking turkey you know uh, lots of people don't have turkey only have turkey at christmas Hmm. so this is um we want to hear from you send an email gmspodcast at isla gravy as well gravy oh yeah nothing nothing is good you know like i I feel like sometimes a good gravy can elevate your whole dinner dinner. so we want to know what is the best item on your Christmas dinner plate this year, please do let us know. And um, that's gonna be it for this episode. So Good Morning Suffolk is produced by iLift Media and Suffolk News. And we've been your hosts, Sam Harrison. And Cameron Reed. Cool, see you next week, guys. Bye. Nice, nailed it. (laughs) I don't know how to stop the recording.